0: but I want us to get into this. Say with me again, say ascent. I want this revelation to drop tonight and I want it to begin to open up for the conference. Uh, I want you to benefit out of it. Uh, You know, there are, this speaker here sounded like it was blown just to let you guys know. It's blown. Okay. Whether it was the piano or whatever, but it wasn't doing it there, but it was doing it there. So, um, so, uh, so, so, I want to I get on the topic Ascension Ascent. Uh, very little people know fully what the art of Ascension is. That is why they cannot worship. That is why, um, you know, uh, it is impossible for a person that is not a Christian, not saved, to worship God. Because he can only be worshipped in spirit and in truth. So what was it? I think it was Jacob or Israel, Jacob, Israel, who had children. And their children were, uh, it was the first one was called Reuben. I might be wrong, but it's to see. The second one was called Simeon, which means to hear. The third one was called Levi. This is the tribes of Israel, which was called, uh, which means uh, Levi, which means intimacy, the fourth one was called Judah, which means to praise and to worship. Are you guys with me? I don't want to dead centurion tonight. Okay. Uh, as I said last week, centurion needs to learn to pull on the gift. Because after seven years, you become familiar. And what happens is the gift of God can only prophesy. That is why you'll see us pull out somebody that's been coming for three weeks yearning for the gift of prophecy but not telling anybody but it's only them that's placing a demand. Don't think a demand is placed here. A demand is placed here. And the Spirit of God pushes the gift or the Spirit in me to move towards those who need a demand. But this conference there is going to be healing and there's going to be deliverance. There's going to be prophecy. Prophecy, healing, and deliverance. But I can. I am not going to prophesy unless people are in a state of drunkenness in the spirit. Because you cannot flow in the river unless you are in the river. Otherwise, you're going to be resisting the river. Do you know what is resisting the river? It is when you try to prophesy over somebody, you have a word of the Lord for them, and they just look at you like you're stupid from some other planet. And then a day later, they come and tell you, oh yes, actually this what you said is right and that what you said is right. What are they doing? They're blocking and resisting the river. But people don't know the art of ascension. So people who are not Christians cannot worship God because for you to worship, to get to Judah, which was Judah was given birth to praise and to worship. Reuben had to be given birth first, which is to see, to see and have a revelation of God. Then Simeon had to be born, which means to hear, which means you cannot even begin to worship God unless you can see in the Spirit and you can hear in the Spirit. Are he goes with me. Unless you can see and unless you can hear, you cannot worship God. And unless you have intimacy with Him, oneness, The Bible says that Enoch walked with God. And God took him for suddenly he was not. But he had the ability to walk in a lifestyle of ascension. Are you guys with me? So there are people who's walking in a place of uh, density, in a place of the valley. And then there are those who are walking in a place of ascension. But to walk in a place of ascension, you need to know certain things. Listen. So many can worship God and their eyes are open and they're just looking around. They're not worshiping no one. They're not praising no one. Worship can only be taken place in the spirit realm. When Jesus said, uh, My Father is looking for those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. In the Greek, the word spirit means spirit pneuma, and truth means realm. So he says, My father is looking, is seeking for those who will worship him in the spirit realm. Meaning, unless your eyes are open to see Jesus, you cannot worship properly. What does ascension do? It opens your eyes, it causes you to see the glory. It causes you to come up. Listen, in the old covenant, God came down. In the new covenant, we go up. In the old covenant, God came down. In the new covenant, He comes out of us and we go up. That's why the Bible says, arise and shine. For your light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen. Not the glory has come down. Are you guys with me? So when we speak Old Covenant, we limit ourselves by not encountering God. So I'm going to teach tonight just a short teaching on new creation realities when it comes to ascension. What I mean by new creation realities, you heard us use that phrase the last few months or two months or so. What do I mean by that? I'm speaking of covenant theology. I'm speaking of was an Old Covenant and a New Covenant. And a lot of people are preaching old covenant, expecting new covenant results. Or they're living old covenant, expecting new covenant results. They're trying to achieve rather than receive. They're not entering into a place of rest and receiving. So they try to achieve and they attain nothing. They toil and they work The blessing was given to Adam to tend. The curse made him toil. Are you guys with me? So the blessing caused him to tend, but the curse caused him to toil. But we are no longer under the curse. So preachers will preach and they'll tell you how to ascend. You must do this, you must do that, you must do this. And instead of me telling you you must do one, two, three, I'm going to tell you something else and I'm, this is probably going to take a while for the church to catch this revelation. We've preached grace to you and I see people making posts on grace and saying um, can we move on? Now, no, we cannot move on. It's our church. I can't help you listen to us online. Uh, uh, preachers making that post. I mean, God bless you. I know where our church is and I'm preaching to our church. I'm not a preacher to the world. People like you're not a prophet to the nation, but you're acting like we are. <laughs> you know, go with me to... Um, so let me see how I can start this off. So with me, new creation realities. And I start slow because at the end of the service, I want, I want this word to bring heaven down. And I want to minister to you, but your spirit needs to be able to catch this. Say with me, receiving, not achieving. So Apostle Neville will be with us tomorrow. Both me and him will be here tomorrow night and Tuesday night. I want you to come bring invite a lot of people. I know you came out in the rain tonight and so on. Um, even if it rains tomorrow, still come. Don't let the rain stop you. And please, don't let the rugby stop you either. Um, you know, uh, um, let me see how I can start this. Let's go to Psalm 91. Okay. I'm going to lay a foundation because ascension is a whole, and I don't know, yeah, I don't know with this conference of three weeks, we're probably going to get into portals and gates and so on, but I want to start off with ascension. But I want to get into it with a new creation reality. A new creation reality, let me get back to that, is saying, Normal Christianity will tell you, you have been justified, you are being sanctified, and you're going to be glorified, right? We teach that that is good, it's obedient, it's uh, elementary. New creation reality says you have been justified, been sanctified, and you can enter into a place of glorification, normal Christianity, which is fine, tells you we wait for the glorification of the body one day. New creation realities say we can receive the glorification now already. Meaning there's places where we can be raptured called ecstasis in Scripture. Where you can be raptured and taken up into heaven. Or where Jesus stands on the mountaintop and his face shone with the glory of God. What happened? He entered into a glorified state. Moses coming out of the cloud on a mountain. So with a mountain, it is in a high place that glorification takes place. When Moses came off the mountain, the Bible says his face. Shone with the glory when Jesus was on the mountain. Are you guys with me? Mm, I'll get into it now. When Moses was on the mountain, it's Mount Sinai, which is the law, that's why the glory was fading. But when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, some say it is the Mount of Hermon, which means the Mount of So Be It Amen. Which means, it is a mount of the finished work of Christ. That once you are on that mount of transfiguration, it is not a matter of work or achieving, it is a mount of receiving. It is Mount Zion, the city of the living God, innumerable angels, the spirits of just men. And the Bible says, we have come unto Mount Zion. Not we are gonna go to Mount Zion. Say with me, we have come unto. You are already there. It is just a matter of fact of believing it and receiving. Listen to me. Your breakthrough is in revelation. What I'm achieving or trying to achieve tonight, I have a seat, is to get a revelation through to you. That you don't try to ascend. If you knew you here, I understand. Just relax. Are you guys with me? A lot of people try to please God. They try to have an experience. And churches will preach and teach to you. It's good that I'm not taking the whole conference because I'm going to be preaching too long if I do that. Um, uh, Churches are going to be preaching to you. Do one, two, three. Do one, two, three. Jesus said... It is done, it is done, it is done. Are hey you guys with me? Braska Redanos kitella bad yeatanaya. Zedana man de Siddy Dana na na. I'm just looking for a verse, just give me a second. Bradhunos sede. Go with me to Hebrews 8 verse 8. Hebrews 8 verse 8. This is not the teaching. I just want to show you something. Is it here? Let me just see if it is here. Because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will say with me, I will will. make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Go to the next verse. For this is the covenant that I will make with them. Say with me, I will make. With the house of Israel after this day says the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Verse 12. For I will, say with me, I will be merciful to the unrighteous and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember them no more. The old covenant says you shall not Serve other gods. You shall not murder. You shall not do this. The, new, the old covenant, the new covenant says, I will make a new covenant with you. I shall put this into you. I will put this into you. I will write my law upon your hearts. Old covenant says, You will do this. You will do that. New covenant says, I have done it. Meaning, On the cross, it is a finished work. It is a done work. If you can tap into this grace, you will stop trying and you will receive. You are a human being, not a human doing. Are you guys with me? Sit with me, a human being. Just be. The Bible. When, you know, preachers are like, you know, Yes, Jesus did it on the cross, but you know, you need to still pray. You know, you but nothing. When you receive this grace, you would want to pray. You would want to seek Him. You would want to serve Him. So when I speak about new creation realities tonight, when I say new creation realities, that's not, it's just the, it's the covenant or it is the, how can I explain it? it is where bible says that you that, that you are a new creation you are a kind of creature it doesn't say you will become a new creation it says you are a new creation we don't strive to get to heaven you are seated in heavenly places the moment you have accepted christ it is a done deal it is a finished work. But you know how many people hate this message? Because the human, the human disease is that I have to go back to the law. I have to work for something. And God is saying, I brought news that is too good to be true. Meaning it is unbelievable, impossible, too good to believe. Which means you have to do nothing but believe in me. Are you guys with me? Now let's get to Ascension. Let's get to Ascension. Psalm 91 verse 1. In fact, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me read it. Let me maybe read it out of the Amplified. I don't know. What's the time? Oh my goodness. It is fine. I don't want to be late tonight because we want you to come back tomorrow night. Uh, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed. Say with me, stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, on Him I lean and rely, and in Him I confidently trust. For then He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Then He will cover you with His opinions, and under His wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and His faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror of night. So do the terror of night. It is a demon, terror of night. Nor of the arrow. That flies by day. So the terror of the night is a spirit. Nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness. Nor of the destruction and sudden death. That surprise and lay waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side. And ten thousand at your right hand. But it shall not come near you. Only a spectator. Shall you be? Are are you guys with me? Let let me see if I can get it in my Bible. Only a spectator you shall be. Where we verse 8. Only a spectator you shall be. You're inaccessible in the secret place of the most. Say with me. Inaccessible. Meaning that when you are in the secret place, you are inaccessible. Nothing and no one can access you. For as you witness the reward of the wicked, He's saying no one will access you, but you will be in a place where you can watch and look at the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your refuge and the Most High your dwelling place. There shall no evil before you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. For He will give His angels a special charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways. They shall bear you up in the hands lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion, the adder, the young lion, and the serpent shall you trample underfoot. Because He has set His love upon me therefore will I deliver him I will set say with me therefore I will deliver him I will set him on high I will make him ascend say I will be set on high I'm laying a foundation tonight don't worry we're going to lift it so if you think it's boring just fall in love with the word Because he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love, and kindness, trust and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him, no, never. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Say with me, long life. Not short life. Long life. Longevity. There is a place, I believe, that you can enter into. It can be done with a lot of works, but then there's a place that you can enter into that can be done with receiving, not achieving, receiving. I listened to somebody preach on on this, what I'm preaching now. I'm in the same topic and they said, you must do one and two and three and four and five and six to ascend. And I'm like, People are preaching Old Covenant. You'll understand now when I get into the message. Are you guys with me? So now I must do this and I must do that, but I must do this, and I thought that all requirements, go with me to Colossians. Um, go with me to Colossians. Uh, go with me to Colossians. Uh, if I can find it, yeah. Colossians, is it uh, 2 verse 14? I want you to see something. Now, people say that when I preach this, I preach cheap grace. No, 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 no. Somebody said we're giving our people license to sin. I say, as far as I know, As far as I know, maybe 95% of our leaders don't even drink alcohol, as far as I know. So how am I giving them a license to sin? Having canceled, say everything canceled, and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the notes, put in the New King James for me, having wiped out the handwriting of requirement, serving of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, meaning every requirement that was upon your life to access something that God has for you has been wiped away. There is no requirement Jesus did it upon the cross. That is it. But we have to cause our minds to break through in this thing to understand there's nothing I have to do. And once I understand in receiving His grace, what is insulting the spirit of grace? It's not sinning. It means to go into works. When I go back to legalism, I insult the spirit of grace. Because I say it's, it's, it's cheap it's, or it's not necessary. I can do this by my own. I can do this by my own works. Are you guys with me? Go to Psalm 24 verse 1. Psalm 24 verse 1 in the Amplified. Psalm 24 verse 1. I need to go to get through these uh, three portions of Scripture quick because I can get into the message. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of it the world and they who dwell in it. For He has found upon the seas and established upon the currents, the rivers. Who Say with me, who shall go up? Say with me, who shall ascend ascend. into the mountain of the Lord? So He's asking a question. He's saying, who shall ascend into the mountain of the Lord? Or who shall stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. This is all good, but it's making requirements. Who has not lifted himself up to falsehood or to what is false, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who seek him, who inquire of him, and of him of necessity require him, who seek your face. Are you guys with me? Oh God of Jacob. Now when, and I really hope it's going to drop. I hope you can catch this revelation tonight. Very few churches are going to preach this to you. You say, who shall ascend to the mountain of the Lord? He who has a pure heart and clean hands. And what we used to do is we used to preach and say, you must stop sinning. You must stop doing that. And the more we preach that, the more people do it and the less ascend. Let me tell you what Jesus says about this. Let's, let's, let's go on. Uh, let me see if I can read this. This is, I wonder if I should do this or jump. Just stay with me. I'm going to read it. The Word is not too bad. Let, let's stick to the Word. Philippians 3 verse 7. Those online, stick to the Word and stay with us because you're going to re- hear Revelation right now drop. And I believe that when we teach the message of receiving and not achieving, new creation realities, understanding the new covenant that Paul so preached, even in the Galatians church. Then they brought in the law, and he said, who has bewitched you? Oh, foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? That you should start in the spirit and go back to the law. Listen, the devil only has a hold over you if you believe it. As I just had somebody cursing me this week saying I'm going to die I don't know how many times now already before the end of this year. I'll be cast onto a sick bed. The only power that has over me is if I believe it. People get demonized. Let me, and, and I understand we have the demon slayer here but let me just debunk something. People get demonized. People get demonized. Not because of open doors. I know we taught it. I know Pastor Marie, we are there. I know, you know, we we, are messing up the 201. What is it? 101, 201, open doors. That is just for the elemental Christian. Demons don't come in because of open doors. They don't. If they did, all of you are demonized. Oh, I must close this door. I must close this door. What legalism is this? Listen, I'm just telling you, I I know they will call me a heretic. But there's things that when you get closer to God, you get a revelation of things. Because... Through many years, I've seen people who commit a sin that's worse than somebody else committing another sin. But the one that's committing the weakest sin is getting more demonized than the one that is committing a big sin. Why? It's because they don't have understand a revelation of grace and faith. Are you guys with me? Grace and faith. And uh, tell them they must just keep the kids a bit silent there on the side. Um, And uh, uh, they don't have an understanding. So legalism, so what happens is the moment, the only thing that is sin is what is not of faith. Which means that when I doubt, sin enters. When I doubt, legalism comes in. Condemnation comes in. Then the devil has you. I know some of you look at me like, like this. Demons don't come in. Let the strength, demons don't come in because of open doors. They come in because of a lack of revelation of the finished work of the cross, a lack of revelation of the grace of God. They come in not because of open doors, they come in because of opportunity. When you understand the message I'll be preaching to you tonight, you will realize and understand that this is about receiving, not achieving. This is about, uh, this is, that there's something that you were trying to work for that has already paved, a a, a way been paved for you. Let's go to Philippians three verse seven. Let's see what the scripture says. But whatever in amplified, but an amplified, please. But whatever former things I had that I might have been gained to me, I have come to consider as one who has lost for Christ's sake. I'm going to read a lot, but you don't have to remember a lot, just you can just listen to as I'm reading and I'll explain. Yes, furthermore, I count everything as loss. Compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness and the surpassing worth and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and progressively becoming more deeply, intimately acquainted with Him. For His sake, I have lost everything and considered it all to be mere rubbish in order that I may gain and win Christ, the Anointed One. he's saying there's a law where I have to let go of something to attain something. Before ascension can come, take place, there must be a descension. For Christ descended into the lower parts of the earth and then He ascended and we descended with Him. The Scripture says, and then we ascended with Him. Are he goes with me. So Paul is saying, I had to let go of things and that I may actually be found and known as in him, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own. That I cannot say it is because I prayed like this or I fasted like this based on my obedience to the law's demands, ritualistic uprightness and supposed right standing with God, thus acquired Listen to what he's saying. Are you with me? Let me read it again. He says, ritualistic uprightness. How many Christians do ritualistic uprightness? And supposed right standing with God, thus acquired. But possessing that genuine righteousness. He says, I want to let go of that supposed uprightness. Ritualistic uprightness. And I want to possess the genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ. So there's a fake righteousness, which is self-righteousness. And then there's a genuine righteousness. There is garments of righteousness. Maybe I'll get into garments sometime. But garments is authority. Are you guys with me? Every time you have a garment on, you are given access into a higher dimension. Every time you have garments on you are given authority. The devil doesn't look at you, the devil looks at what garment you carry. That is why Potiphar's wife grabbed Joseph's garment. That is why his brothers grabbed his garments and took it to their father. A type and a shadow of Christ when he was on the cross. And they threw lots and casted lots for His garment and His robe. Are you guys with me? That is why the lady with the issue of blood didn't touch Jesus. She touched His garment. God has garments. Every time you are given a garment, it is given a realm of authority that you have been given access. So when you look at somebody's garment, you see authority. But when you look at ascension and height, you look at authority. So you're given a garment of light to go up high. Are you guys with me? Have your seats, have your seats. Many people don't have garments of light. Okay, that's too soon to get into into that. We'll get there. Where are we? But on the scripture. Saving faith. Verse 10. For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeper and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continuously transformed into His likeness to His death in His hope. Verse 11, we're going to get to a point, don't worry. That if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. Hold on. Say with the new creation realities. Paul is saying, there's a resurrection I can receive while I'm in the body. We are waiting for an hour of glorification one day when this body will be put off and we put on a glorified body. That will happen. But there's a realm you can touch in. If you can listen to this revelation, everything is about this thing up here. People's limitation is their minds. People's access is their minds. The Bible says, let your mind be stayed upon Christ. Meditate on these things. Noble things, good things. Let your mind be focused and fixed upon Him. The devil can only grab your mind. Nothing else. How did he break the hedge to get into the Garden of Eden? He got into the mind of Eve. How did he break the hedge to get into Job's life? The Bible says the very thing he feared came upon him. So the devil dropped him a thought of fear, grabbed a hold of his mind, because only what you see, you can enter into. Only what you can see with your mind's eye, you can have. So the devil comes to grab and steal your mind, that is why the Bible says, "Renew your mind by the washing of the word and get the mind of Christ." Are you guys with me? It's the mind. If you can fix this mind, have your sins. If you can fix it, what does the devil comes that he makes you a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways? The one that doesn't go to the top is the one whose mind is double-minded. Are you guys with me? The one who doesn't go to the top, there's a place, there's the mountain of the Lord where Jesus said, you are seated in heavenly places. I call it synchronicity. Stay with me, synchronicity. It is when you have the ability to become aligned under your heavenly man. So you have an earthy man, a man from the dust, and you have a heavenly man. You guys with me? Say with me, an earthy man, a heavenly man. There is an Ishmael and Isaac. But new creation realities goes further and it does away with a duality and it says there is only one man but this is only for the mature. Is it boring for you? Because we can close and go home. I want to see... So I'm like, God, please let this revelation drop that people can understand. Who they are. Duality, even though we preach duality, it is devilish to preach it. But we preach it for the elementary Christian. What do I mean by duality? To say we have a flesh and we have a spirit. But Paul says there's a new covenant. Where my mortal body has been put to death and I am anew that there is therefore now no condemnation. But we are in the Spirit. You are a new creation. Kainos. All things have passed away. Why does revival not come? Because the Bible says I cannot pour out new wine in old wineskins. I need to pour out new wine in new wineskins. The word new is Kainos. So people, the vessels in the church doesn't understand the new creation reality, which is a Kinos manifested son of God. And once they understand their identity, new wine can be poured out. Revival can be poured I'm not speaking about a man-made revival. Listen to me. There are many man-made revivals. You call it a revival. It's great. There's nothing wrong, but it's a revival for your church, not a national revival we have a revival here and we call this a revival and the Spirit of God has been poured out here. This is a revival for the church. It's not a national revival. So you get, you get fabricated man-made revivals. Nothing wrong with it. But there's more that God has. But He's waiting for new Kainos wineskins. Kainos creation. So what is new creation reality saying? It's saying, listen here, we are preaching the duality of the believer That you have flesh and you have spirit. But Paul goes one way further, one step further. He says there is a place where you are a new man completely in Christ. Am I giving a license to sin? No, I'm giving meat. That if you can catch this revelation, it is the gospel of grace. That once you catch it, you know you are a new man. I'm not saying people mustn't have disciplines. No, you must have disciplines. And disciplines, and no, that's for your Christian character. But it's got nothing to do with your spirituality. I've seen people pray. I'm telling you, I've seen ministers pray. But nothing happens. Prayer doesn't give you access. Peace gives you access. Prayer doesn't give you access. Knowledge gives you access. I've seen people pray for many years and nothing happened. I've seen pastors pray and fast and do everything and nothing happens because that does not give you access. Peace gives you access, revelation gives you access. Knowledge gives you access. The Bible says that you have kept the key of knowledge from my people. They have not entered in, and you have not, and you have not allowed them to enter, and neither have you entered in. So you have kept a door shut for them not to enter into. Meaning, you have shut a dimension for them to enter into. Are you guys with me? So there are dimensions that can be tapped into by virtue of association. Association that if you are with a key carrier, or like the Bible calls it, a cloud rider somebody that rides upon the depths and the heights of the Bible calls in Isaiah 60 verse 8 those who fly like the clouds, there are cloud riders, those who have been given access who has been given a revelation of their new identity, the manifested sons of the living gods? Ah, that whole creation is crying out in eager anticipation and expectation for the manifestation of the sons of the living God that He's the firstborn of many brethren. Are you guys with me that we are conformed into the image of the Son? He is the firstborn of many, not the onlyborn. Which means that many will come like Him after Him. Have your seats, have your seats. So Paul is trying to get this revelation through. Let's carry on reading. So Paul is trying to get this revelation through. He's saying that if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me, say with me, lifts me. That makes me ascend out from among the dead, even while in the body. He says there is a spiritual resurrection that will cause me to ascend. Not that I have now attained this ideal or have already been made perfect, but I press on to lay hold of grasp or of a grasp and make my own. That for which Christ Jesus, the Messiah, has laid hold of me and made me His own. The word to lay hold means katalambano. It means to violently grab a hold of what? Of this position and promise that Christ has given me. That if I grab a hold of it, I can make it mine, He says. But it requires somebody that knows by the spirit man how to grab a hold of something. No, listen to me. If you are not tired of your life, you are not ready. If you are not frustrated with where you are at, you are not ready. There's a life available for you, which is called the heavenly or the ascended life. It is a life where you trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. It's the life of a cloud rider. It's the life of the one who fly like a cloud or a ride in a chariot of fire. It's, it comes by revelation of your new identity. Are you guys with me? Say with me, I'm a son of God. Say I'm a son and a daughter of God. Say I'm the 42nd generation. Have your seats, have your seats. Now listen, he says. I grab a hold. Verse thirteen. I do not consider brethren that I have captured and made it my own yet. But one thing I do. It is my one aspiration, forgetting what lies behind. So the forgetting, what lies behind. Your mind, people's minds are too fixed on their past. And it becomes, there are three things that keeps you from ascending. There are density, there's weight and there's sin. We'll, we'll get to it later. There's density, there's weight and there's sins. What does it do? It keeps you down. You cannot go up a mountain with weights pulling you down. Are you guys with me? So he is saying, Paul is saying, I forget those things which is behind. And straining forward to what lies ahead. Then verse 14 he says, I press on towards the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize. To which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward, so with me upwards. Let me read it again. I press on towards the goal. So with me, the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us to ascend, calling us upwards. Meaning, the calling of God upon your life is to live a life of the ascended, to live a life that is upwards, to live a life that is focused upon the heavenly, to walk upwards. Go with me, John twenty verse seventeen. What I'm doing tonight, I'm just going to give you some scriptures, and it will flow from there. John twenty seventeen. Jesus said to do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended. New King James. I have not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, "I am ascending to my Father, and your Father, and to my God, and to your God." Ephesians four ten. Ephesians four ten. I'm just laying a foundation for you. He who ascended, who you descended, is also the one who ascended, far above all the heavens. So with me all the heavens that he might fill all things. Go with me, Ephesians 1:19. I'm just I'm just gonna read to you tonight. Is that okay? Yes. And I want to let Revelation speak for itself. <clears throat> what is ascension? Ascension is authority. Whenever the Bible speaks of height, it speaks of authority. What was Saul? Saul was his head and shoulders above all the others. Authority. When the Bible speaks of Pharaoh as the tallest tree, authority. When it says that Jesus descended and then he ascended, what was he, and he was given the name above every single name? Authority. He was given authority. So when you ascend, You are given authority. Are you guys with me? And what is the exceeding greatness of His power? Towards us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power. Next verse. Which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come verse 22 now we're getting new creation realities and He put all things say with me all things under His feet and gave Him to be head over all things to the church which is His body go one verse back or one port back, no, 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 where we were, and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head. Say with me, head gave him to be head over all things to the church. So he's saying, I take the church and I put everything under the feet of the church when the church understands their authority it is not the president or the government it is the ecclesia, the local church if they can understand and have a grasp of the ability or their new identity that they've been given are you guys with me? So many, have seats are waiting to be taken out of this world one day. And everybody's getting excited about the war of Israel. Because the church is about to be taken out. How about the church is about to be take, to take over? Yeah. Jesus said, occupy until I come. Take over every kingdom, every part, until I come back. But we had a defeated mindset where we are waiting to be taken out of this world. Listen to me. Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. A victorious church. A church that is a full man. A perfect man. A mature man. Are you guys with me? So what is... Mm, the book of Ephesians says He's coming back for a perfect... So with a perfect... Remember that. He's coming back for a perfect man. Just remember that. Let's go to verse 23. Which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. When you ascend, you're given authority to have advantage over every affair of life. Meaning, the moment God allows you to ascend, what did he do with Joseph? Joseph, when he was in prison, he interpreted the dreams. And then the Bible says he was taken out of prison. Pharaoh called him and he changed his garments. That the moment that God changed his garments or made him ready to be lifted, garments had to be changed. The demoniac that was possessed with legion. The Bible says that when he was delivered, he was dressed in his right mind. Garments were changed. When Lazarus was raised from the dead, garments of death had to be removed from him. Unless your garments are changed, you cannot ascend. How do you change your garment? What is a garment? A garment is a wineskin. It is a mantle. It is a robe. It is clothing. It is your identity. When you look at a garment, it is an identity that is on you. That is why when they looked at Joseph, and he carried his father's dream coat. The Bible says that he was the master of dreams. And they said, here he comes, the master of dreams, the dreamer of dreams. That was his identity. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. When David was taking out Goliath, Saul said, take my armor. And he said, this is not my identity. This is. I have another garment on that is my identity. The garment you carry is your identity. The Bible says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on garments of righteousness. Are you guys with me? So so have your seat. Say with me height. Say ascension is authority. It is power. It is a place that the Old Testament says is needing of credentials. Meaning you have a pure heart, clean hands. Not lift your soul up. Idols not speak evil against your brother, and of course, all those things of common sense, but the handwriting of requirement has been wiped away. So people are trying to be at a place where where the Bible says you already are. It's a matter of synchronicity, it's a matter of getting aligned, knowing your identity. The devil looks at you the way you look at yourself. The devil thinks about you the way you think about yourself. The 12 spies, 10 of them said, there are giants and we are like grasshoppers in their sight. We cannot take this land. But yet they never spoke to the giants. The giants never saw them because they said they were spies. And they're already saying how the giants are seeing them, but the giants never seen them. You can only enter into what your mind allows you to possess. If your mind has never been at a place, you cannot be there. If your mind hasn't purchased a house, you cannot purchase a house. If your mind is not in a place, of having a big business and somebody gives you a business you will lose it money is not a tool money is a person money is not a tool money is a person because money goes to the to a person Or money leaves a person. And then a person has to ask another person for money. Or a person has to be connected to another person to get money. Because God has designed money to be with people. So money will run away from those who can't handle it. And it will find its way into the hands of those who are a good steward of it and can multiply it. Money has laws. There is a reason some don't have money and others do have money. It's not life. There's a reason. So why do we preach these things on money? People say, oh, we preach prosperity. No, no, no. We're trying to preach to say there is a stewardness that God requires that it doesn't matter how much money is been given to you it will run away from you you can give money to the poor in a few days time that money will be out of the hands of the poor into the hands of the rich are you guys with me i'm praying and trusting that as we go on, because I haven't actually I haven't touched on the message, but uh, that is going to shift because you'll see now. I haven't even touched on the new creation realities. I want you, your spirit, to spark, to understand what is your created identity. The Old Testament says, "Do one, two, three to get up to the mountain." The New Testament says, "We have come unto Mount Zion," meaning that you are already there; you just don't know it yet. Your eyes need to be opened, your spirit needs to be able to receive and understand who you are. And once you are introduced to yourself, you will realize this there will come a place of receiving and no longer achieving. So say with me, Ascend. The word ascend in the Greek means anabino, and it means this it means to walk, uh, to walk far above. So it's speaking of a lifestyle. That you are to walk far above anything else. That's why the Bible says that when the Son of Man be lifted up, He will draw all men to Him. When He be lifted up, He will draw all men to Him. When you are lifted up, people will be drawn to you. Are you guys with me? Christians stay at a place. I can look at their faces being prophetic. You see, when you come out of a moment of ascension, and I'll explain tonight what it is and how you get there, but it's also a lifestyle. understand that you are always there. But there are some practical things. But when you come out of there, You have light that shines out of you. And you look into somebody else and you realize they are down there. Not because they are bad, but they are submitting to certain circumstances. They are listening to certain voices that is beginning to shape and form their identity. And they believe that identity and the devil has them. No one can speak a curse over you. Uh, the only way a curse can work is if you believe it. It's if you believe it. A curse has no cause. A curse who doesn't, who, who doesn't have a cause has no cannot take effect unless there's a cause of a curse unless there is a Believing and actually believing, but wait, the Bible says he became a curse for us. No man shall be cursed as him who hangs on a tree, and he became a curse for us. Are you guys with me? So, so let me let me carry on. Let me carry on. I want us to look at the life lived from above with this said in life. Go John 3, verse 7. Say with me, I have ascended. I just don't know it yet. I'm going to give you the scriptures. John 3 verse 7 amplified. Marvel not, do not be surprised, astonished at my telling you. You must all be born anew, born again, born from above. Let's go John 3 verse 31. New King James. John 3, verse 31. He who comes from above is above all. How many of you know you're speaking about Jesus? He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. So he who comes from heaven is above all. Remember that. Let's go to John 8 23. John 8 23. And he said to them, You are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. So just stop there. Jesus is speaking to an old covenant people. He's saying, You are of this world. I am not of this world because I come from above. So when you come from above, you are not of this world. Are you guys with me? Are you guys with me? You are not of this world. He says, I am not of this world. Let's go to John 15 verse 19. John 15 verse 19. If you were, now he's shifting. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, Say, I am not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. John 17 verse 14, John 17 verse 14, I have given them your words and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. And I pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. That you should not take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. What is he saying? He's saying, you are not, let me change it. You are in this world, but you are not of this world. If you are not of this world, it means you come from above. Because there's only one that can give birth to you. The Bible says in the Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, who is the mother of us all, is above and is free. Mm. Let's go John 19, 11. John 19, 11. Jesus answered, You could have no power at all against me. Unless it had been given to you from above, say with me, above, say ascension. What am I? I'm telling you things that can be found in above Galatians 4:26. Galatians 4:26. But the Jerusalem above, say with me, above the new Jerusalem that is above is free, which is the mother of us all. He's saying the new Jerusalem that is above where you are being born again from. Because you come out of the womb of new Jerusalem. Hmm. When you're born from above, born again, you come out of the womb of your mother. Please, it's not the mother that is equated to a father of heaven, but Paul is using it as an allegory. And Paul is saying this is the mother of us all because when we get born again, we're born from a city called New Jerusalem. This New Jerusalem is above, which means that my citizenship is not on this earth. My citizenship is in heaven. Are you guys with me? Go to Philippians 2 verse 9. Philippians 2 verse 9. I I, I hope I can get through that. I want this thing to, for you to catch this. Philippians 2 verse 9. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. He has given Him the name. God is highly exalted. He has highly ascended Him. Colossians 3 verse 1. Colossians 3 verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ. Say, if I was raised with Christ. So what is He saying? He says, you were ascended on high. Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind. He says, how do you stay in the ascended life? Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Keep your mind on heavenly things. Keep your mind stayed on the things above. Many of you have your mind on fear or you have your mind on what if, what if, what if. And there's a density and there's a weight that is holding you down. And He's saying, I want you to keep your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above. If you were raised with Christ. Are you guys with me? Say with me, I have ascended. I just need the revelation. Listen to me. I I pray that this revelation will drop to you tonight. Have your seats, have your seats. What 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 does ascension mean? I said to you, it means to walk, to walk uh, far above, to walk high above in the heavens. But it also means the secret place. The secret place has two meanings. It means the hidden secret counsel of God. But it also means the protection and the covering and the hiding place of God. So he's saying, how do you get to a place of ascension? There's a secret place. Are you guys with me? A secret place is when you can step into the counsel of God. And it actually means to have friendship with God. It means to sit together with Him. That's what it means in the Hebrew, to sit with Him. That's why Jesus said, you are seated in heavenly places. Are you guys with me? You are seated in heavenly places. So it means the secret council, intimacy, a familiar conversation, an intimate inner circle, intimacy with God, fellowship with Christ, and it means to sit down together. And then number two, it means a hiding place, a cover, protection, a shelter, so to be ascended means to have fellowship with God, to speak to heavenly beings, to hear the conversation of the Trinity, to be seated together with Him in heavenly places. Then it means to be in a place of hiding, that when you are ascended, the devil cannot touch you. Hmm. Because he has been caused. You have been lifted and ascended up. Jesus said, I have come. I lift you. He has been caused down. That is why you trample upon serpents. You trample upon scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy you trample because He has put all things under the feet of the church. He is the body and the the head and we are the body which is the church, the fullness of Him and everything is put under our feet. Are you guys with me? Say with me ascension. So the secrets of the ascended life, I'm gonna give you four points then I close this then I want to minister to pray for you the secret of the ascended life is the secret place with the secret place how do I stay in a place of ascension it is when I can be in secret secrets got nothing to do with a physical location although there are portals there are gateways there are altars but you are a gate oh you gates lift up your heads oh you gates Make way for the King of Glory to come in. Which means if you lift your head and you open your gates, the King of Glory comes out of you. Are you guys with me? The King of Glory comes out of you. So you are a gate, okay? The other thing is that certain men are altars, you can also be a portal. A portal is a place where angels ascend and descend. But then there can be physical places that are portals where angels ascend and descend and is dependent upon giving. Whenever there's finances or a giving, it opens a portal. That is why Paul says before he came to the church, I think it's the Philippine church or somewhere, before he came, he said, listen, prepare the gift already before I come to you so that when I come to you, that there can be no limitation in receiving, meaning that the portal can be open. So there are portals. Portals is a place of transaction. It's a place of authority. It's a place of ascension. It's a place where angels ascend and descend. It's a place where Angels go up and down. It's a place where there's angelic activity. A portal is a place where people can come and encounter God. A portal has been opened there. It is something that is heavenly. It is something. So so the ascended life, first of all, is the secret place. The secret place is having a conversation, having familiarity with God. Meaning... As much as what the secret place is in you, because you can sit anywhere and have your spirit still, I can just stand here and have my spirit still. The way the Holy Spirit moves is by me not having any conflict of thought and having my spirit still and I can be in secret here. Are you guys with me? I can have a physical place that is a secret place. So there are certain locations for me where angelic activity is more present than other locations. So say with me, so I want to give you four points. You have the secret of the ascended life. Number two, or maybe four or five. The moment you ascend, there's a perception that changes. Say with me, perception. Meaning that you are the citizenship is in heaven. Uh, you are a citizen of heaven. You are an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. You come from a heavenly place. Your perception now changes. Go with it to Proverbs 25 verse 6. Proverbs 25 verse 6 in New King James. Do not exalt yourself, listen to this, in the presence of the king and do not stand in the place of the greats. For it is better that He says to you, come up here. That you should be put lower in the presence of the prince. He says, it is better that God says to you, come up here. Exodus 24 verse 12. Go Exodus 24 verse 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and be there. Go Revelation 4.1. Revelation 4, After these things I beheld, and John was saying, a door standing open in heaven before me, and a voice like a trumpet speaking behind me, saying, come up here, and I will show you things which must come. So when Moses was told to come up here, what happened? It was a cloud that he had to enter into, which means that when you ascend, you enter A cloud. When John was called to come up here, he was called to come up to a place where he will be shown things to come, which means that when you ascend, you see the future. Are you guys with me? When you ascend, he will show you things to come. Have your seats, have your seats. So when you ascend, your perception changes. All of a sudden, fear and enemies are leaving you. Because your perception changes, the Bible says you will be in a hiding place, sheltered, inaccessible by anything and anyone, and you will watch the destruction and the reward on the wicked. So you will stand at a place where you are high up. And what used to be a problem for you, if it was to pay your rent at the month of the end, at the end of the month, or to pay a certain bill, or a sickness, the moment you can live an ascended life. You're watching that place from above. Your enemy becomes small. Your enemy becomes minute. The Bible says that when we will see Satan in that day, we shall say, is this the one that have ruled the nations? Why? Because we will be lifted. And by the way, Lucifer is not Satan. Let me not get there. I just hate it. Adam is not Adam and Lucifer is not Satan but those are things we will keep for. You have the first Adam, the second Adam and the third Adam which is the last Adam. But there was an Adam before and then there was an Adam again. There was an Adam in Genesis 1 and there was an Adam in Genesis 3. There was Lucifer and then there's satan. Let's 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 leave that. I'm just making that for a sound bite. Okay. People made an image of Satan. They gave him horns. They made him red. I'm serious. So the only way you think Satan is is if it is that. Yet Satan is the enemy. Satan is everything that is antichrist. Let's leave it. Let, let's let's go further. Um, Let me see if I need to, if I want to. Because I want to lay a foundation for you. But um, Let's go to Song of Solomon 4 verse 6 while we're at it. We might as well just, just go with it. Song of Solomon 4 verse 6. So the new creation realities. I'm proving to you out of scripture things of promises. Promises of a new covenant that you don't have to work for, but that you can receive. Until the day breaks and the shadow flees away, I will go my way to the mountain of Myrrh. The mountain of Myrrh is Calvary. He said, I will go my way to the mountain of Myrrh and to the hill of frankincense. The hill of frankincense speaks of resurrection. So there's a hill of Calvary and there's a hill of resurrection. Are you guys with me? You are fair, my love and there is no spot in you. It sounds like he's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. You are fair, my love, and there's no spot in you. Are you guys with me? Did he say there will be no spot in you? Let's shift the mindset that the church is dirty to the place That the church is washed in the blood. Because the church has this mindset, we must be without spot or blemish. Then Jesus will come back. No, he never said it. He said, I'm coming back for a perfect church. A mature church. A full man church. You are already without spot or blemish. Otherwise, the blood has not done its work. Now listen to prophecy here. we just go to verse 8. Come with me. Say with me, come with me. This is Jesus speaking to the church as a type and a shadow. He doesn't say, come to me. He says, come with me. That's why the Bible says in Romans 8, 17, you don't have to turn there, but that we are co-heirs with Christ and heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. That's why Paul says to Timothy, you are my son, but you are also my co-laborer, Timothy. Yes, we are sons of God, but we are brothers of Christ. Co-heirs with Christ, heirs with God. You're not understanding what I'm saying yet. He has lifted you into the God class. Come with me, not come to me. Come with me. Mm. You will judge angels if you don't know it. Are you guys with me? You will rule, in fact, you're already rule. And What am I trying to say? There's a God identity about you. He made you in His image and His likeness. There's a God class about you. You are not a mere human being. Paul says, do not act like mere men, but act like spiritual men, heavenly men, men that are born from above, men that are heavenly and not earthy. Once you understand your God class, your identity that God has, you will walk and not be ashamed. You will be able to get a job like this. You, In fact, you'll realize a job is not for you. It's about how you see yourself. The devil has imprisoned you by your mind. Have you, have you, have you says, we'll, we'll get there now. We'll, we'll finish now, don't worry. Where we it says? "Come with me, say with me, come with me. From Lebanon, my spouse. come with me. now listen to this, from Lebanon. look, say with me, look, From the top. I want you to look from the ascended life, from the top of Amana. The word Amana, in the Hebrew comes from the root word Amman, which means faith, which in the New Testament means so be it and amen. He says, I want you to get to a mountain. That is the mountain of so be it. That is why it is healthy for you to say in your mouth, when promises are decreed. Amen. Because as you say it, you are speaking from a mountaintop. That is, so be it. A mountain of the finished work of the cross. I don't know if you can hear what I'm saying. There's a place of ascension that when you get there, it is finished. It is done. Meaning, so be it. The mountain of amen. He says, let's go to Calvary. Then let's go to, which is, which is the Mount of Myrrh, Calvary. Let's go to the Mount of Frankincense, which is the Mount of Resurrection. Let's go to the Mount of Amman, which is the Mount of the finished work of the cross. The Mount of So Be It. And I want you to look from that point of ascension. Let's go to the next verse. Look from the top of Amman, from the top. Of Sener and Hermon. Say with me, Hermon. Hermon. Some would say the Mount of Hermon is the Mount of Transfiguration. Let's get some visual for the people. Get me uh, one person here. Give me like four people, let's see if that is enough. And stand like this. If we need more, then we need more. A little bit further away from one another. Distance, distance, distance. But more distance from one another. Okay. Uh, So he says this. He says, you have started at a mountain called the Mount of Myrrh, which is the Mount of bitterness, of crucifixion. But then as you embrace this, you have moved on. Justification. Mount of Myrrh, crucifixion, the cross. You have moved on to the Mount of Frankincense. Say with the Mount. is not speaking of a valley. He's speaking of a place of ascension. He says, now we have moved on. In the Old Testament, what are we using? We are interpreting the Old Covenant with the New Covenant, the type of shadow. Now, we are on the Mount, the Hill of Frankincense. As we, this is the Hill of Frankincense. Resurrection. As we move from the Isle of Frankincense, we go to Aman. Look from the top of Aman, The Mount of Amen and so be it. All the promises of God are yes and Amen. It's the Mount of Amen where the promises of God is fulfilled. But he says, the moment your mouth is filled of amen and you believe that it is so, so be it. That is the mountain of faith. You move to a mount of Hermon, which is the mount of transfiguration, which is the mount of glorification. It is the mount where your face will shine with the glory of God. It is the mount where you receive glorification. It is the mount where the Bible says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. It is in this place where nations will bring you money. It is in this place where you become a cloud rider, and there is this place where your sons and your daughters will come from afar, where your princes and your kings and your queens will come from afar. But He says, I want you to look from here. Have your seats. So if you look from there, look from a place of ascension, look from a place that is stopped. Drugs will put you at the bottom. Smoking will put you at the bottom. Legalism will put you at the bottom. Bondage will put you at the bottom. Because you will think you're no one, but the moment Christ comes, what does He do? He lifts you. Are you guys with me? <laughs> so once I let me, let's 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 close off with this so that I can pray for you. Um, I'll, I'll maybe go a bit further. So once I receive the so the secret of the ascended life is the secret place the perception once I'm there my perception changes that I'm looking from a mountaintop once I'm in a place of ascension I can look from a mountaintop there's something that I'm receiving there so the importation so there's importation of the ascended life Are are you with me? There's the importation of the ascended life. James 1 verse 17. So he says, I've given you the secret of the ascended life. Then I've changed your perception that you may look from the top. I said, come with me. You are a co-heir with me. You are a joint heir of Christ, a co-heir with God. You're made in the image and the likeness of God. You're sons of God. You have the divine nature on the inside of you. Now, as you have that perception, there is a, something that is imparted to you. James 1 verse 17. Put in the King James Version for me. It says, Every good gift and every perfect gift. So, with a good gift. Say perfect gift. Is from above. Is from ascension. And comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. I want you to look at this. He says, You receive a gift. This gift you are indebted to others because the Bible says, Freely you have received, freely give. Lay your gift at the altar and go and make right. It's a gift. Where the moment you have been given a gift, you are in debt. You are in debt to give it to others. The anointing is not for you, the anointing is for others. He says, But this gift is a good gift. It is a perfect gift, meaning it is complete. Are you guys with me? It is complete. He says, this is from above, which means it is that you get importation at an ascended life. And then it comes down. So as you're in an ascended life, you come down with this gift. The word come down means celestial beings coming down from heaven to earth. So you are celestial, you are not terrestrial. You are a new creation. You are Kainos. I understand your previous church might have preached dead works to you. But you are Kainos. You are a celestial being. Why do you need to live in your new created identity? That if a robber breaks into your house and pulls a gun and put it to your head and tries to pull the trigger, it doesn't pull or shoots at you, but there's no holes. Because you are not natural, you are spiritual. Because you are born from above, the mother of us, all the new Jerusalem. Mm, I don't know if you guys are with me. So it comes from above. Then it, it comes from the Father of lights. Say with me, the Father of lights. For you are a city on a hill. You are the light of the... Worlds. The Bible says you are sons of light. So He is the Father of lights. So you will shine as stars in heaven the more souls you get saved because He is the Father of lights. So you can say you are light. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. The more light you have, the more you can see in the realm of the Spirit. The more light you have, the more angels you attract. The more light you have, the more finances you attract, according to Scripture. It is the garments of light, that you're clothed with light. Are you guys with me? Mm. And it says that there's, 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 it says that, uh, that, that there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning, meaning that, uh, The word shut off turning goes very deep. I'm not going to get into it. But it basically means that uh, there's no shut off turning. It means that God has not led astray and the gift has not led astray. That the moment that you are in an ascended life, you get a good and a perfect gift. So with me, importation. So there's importation of a good and perfect gift. There's importation of light. And there's importation of a celestial being, a new coming down. Meaning the moment you ascend. Every time you come down from a place of ascension, you live in a kindness nature. How many of you have been under the anointing or we pray or we do an anointing service and you go home and you feel refreshed? Or you feel this light on you. There's a place you can walk in constantly, 24 hours. Are you guys with me? Let's go to the last one. I'm going to pray for you. Say with you the manifestation of the sons of God. Say again, say manifestation of the sons of God. There is a manifestation of the ascended life. That the moment you manifest, meaning that when you come down from a life of ascension, when you come down from ascended life, or when you live in an ascended life, sorry. Number one, the secret is the secret place. Number two, your perception changes. You fear no enemy. You fear no devil. Number three, you get imparted by good and perfect gift. You get light into you. Number four, as you get imparted gifts, now there's a manifestation of something that is happening. Go with me to Proverbs 9 verse, uh, 9 verse 1. Let's see 9 verse 1. Proverbs 9 verse 1. Wisdom has built her house and she has hewn out her seven pillars. So, with me, seven pillars. So, wisdom has seven pillars. Are you guys with me? Wisdom has seven pillars. He says, Go with me to James 3, verse 17. Let's see the seven pillars of wisdom because it's to do with an ascended life. James 3, verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above, so with me, above. The wisdom that comes from an ascended life meaning as you are living an ascended life there is wisdom that is going to be made manifest in you and if this doesn't manifest is because you are not living an ascended life he says this wisdom is first pure then peaceable then gentle This wisdom is from above, then it is pure, then it is peaceable, then it is gentle, then it is easy to be entrailed, or sorry, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. So he's saying that the moment you come down from a place of ascension, or the moment you are in a place of ascension, there'll be a purity of heart on you. Wisdom that'll be made manifest. Everything you say and do will be clean and pure. You know how you can listen whether somebody has been with God or not is by their words. Listen how they speak. Listen how they speak about others. You can hear, have they been with God? Have they been in a place of ascension or not? Secondly, say with me, peaceable. Meaning that they'll have a peace about them, There will not be an irritation. There will not be a, what? there will be a peace. He is the Prince of Peace. Then there will be a gentleness. Say with me, gentle. Everything they will do will carry gentleness. The Bible says the glory of God is the goodness of God. His glory is full of His goodness. His glory is full of His gentleness. His glory is full of His, His, full of His kindness. When you look at the glory of God, there is goodness and gentleness. Does somebody leave your presence and feel ashamed? Or do they leave your presence and feel uplifted? Are you guys with me? The wisdom is easy to be entreated, meaning it is easy to obey. It is easy for somebody to listen to it. Then he says, it is full of mercy and good fruits. So it is full of mercy. Mercy in every way. When you look at God, you see mercy. Then there are dimensions of mercy that I'm not even going to get into. When you look at God, there's mercy. When you look at Him, He's full of mercy. Are you guys with me? Then it's without partiality, meaning there's no discrimination. But then it says this: it's without hypocrisy. It's without hypocrisy, meaning the words you speak and the words you say is what is in your heart. There's a connection between your mind and your heart. Are you guys with me? So the Bible says this, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall go up to the holy mountain of God? Psalm 24, who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who shall go up into the mountain of God? Who shall stand in His presence? And the fact that the Bible says who means that anyone has the ability, but it says there's a requirement, but the Bible says that the requirements has been wiped away against your name, which means that Jesus is saying, because I have been lifted, you are lifted. Because I have ascended, you have ascended. Are you guys with me? meaning that if you understand the new creation reality, that you've been at Mount Calvary, you have at the Mount Murdered Calvary, you've been at the resurrection, you've been at Mount Amen, and you've been at the mountain of glorification, which means that you live in a place of a perfect man. Uh, Because the Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from above. So the moment you were born from above, you are born perfect. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You are born complete. Ten toes, ten fingers, nothing missing, nothing lacking. That the moment you are born again, you are born complete. And Paul was trying to get this truth through to people to say, listen, there's not only just a, if you think of flesh and spirit is the duality, it is a lower level. There's a higher level of thinking where you understand that you are a new creation in Christ. And once you understand this new created life, you have the ability to walk in grace and you are empowered and your mind isn't in conflict the whole time and things that are weighing you down, because what weighs you down? It is sin, it is weight, and it's density. So when you are weighed down by sin and weights, you cannot enter into the mount of the Lord. You cannot enter into the heel of the Lord. Stand to your feet for me. Stand to your feet where you are. Raise your hands, the Lord, for me. Raise your hands. I want you to surrender to Him for a few seconds. Say with me these words. Say, I am a kinos creation. A new creation. A new creature. Say, I live an ascended life. I am perfect in my gift. It is a mindset, that's how it all. When your mind is perfectly stayed upon Him, perfectly stayed upon Him. How do I ascend? Number one, you need to know that you are already an ascended life, that you are a new creation, and you must stop trying and start being. A lot of people try and try in worship. They try and try and they can never receive. They try and try and try and try and try and do things and think and think and their mind tells them, oh, you are not close to God, this. Their mind reminds them of things yesterday because they're living a life in the valley and not an ascended life. The key to transformation The key before you get to Mount Transfiguration is the mount of so be it, the mount of amen, the mountain of faith, meaning I know it is done. It is the mount of the finished work of Christ. It is the mount that I know there's nothing I have to work for, there's nothing I have to do. I receive the grace of God and as I receive it, good works will come. As I receive it, I would be automatically drawn to Him. As I receive it, I know the Bible says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. It actually doesn't mean that. God draws near to you. The father of the prodigal son saw the son and ran to Him to meet Him. God draws near to you and then you draw near to Him. No man shall come unto me unless I draw him. Are you guys with me? Unless I draw him. Which means that you are here by the grace of God. There's nothing you can do to attain His love, to receive His love, to receive His approval, to receive His pleasure. There's nothing you can do. But have faith and just believe to be on the Mount of Amen. And once you are there, you know that transfiguration takes place. It's the hour of glorification. It was on the Mount of Transfiguration that Jesus' face shone. It was on the Mount of Transfiguration where He showed and revealed His kinos identity to those who were close to Him. It was on the Mount of Transfiguration where He showed that He was not human. Where He was not a mere man identity. And Paul is saying, do not be like mere men. Where your minds and your fractions and gossiping in the church. He says, you are mere men, you are carnal. There's another identity about you that you are not tapping in. It's a new creation a kainos creation. It is the sons and the manifestation of the sons of God. The only way that people can experience the glory is by understanding their sonship. The glory never comes in when people battle with rejection because they cannot receive the love of a father. The glory comes to those who understand their sonship and the manifestation of the sons of God upon their lives.